Does father really know best, or does grandpa sometimes trump dad? We're going to find out in this uh, episode of Between the Lines. I guess episode. (laughs) Sounds like it's a sitcom of some sort. Uh, But we are, uh, I'm Scott, and my wife Linda is sitting here. Junior Mm -hmm. is not with us. He's on vacation. And so I hope he's listening, though, because we're going to find out that sometimes grandpa knows better than daddy. And I, I, of course, we're probably going to get a, a nasty email now from him. He'll be the one sending the email. <laughs> He'll be the in. one sending the email. Um, so, yeah, you're listening to Between the Lines, or as Linda had, had joked, she said, maybe we should call it Between the Sheets. And I thought, no, I'm not going to use a racy <laughs> joke gonna like that. They're going to email us to tell us, get them off. Get them <laughs> off right now, the podcast. <laughs> All right, so maybe we should get into the Bible and start reading the Bible. How's that? I think so. <laughs> How about Genesis 48, beginning in verse 1, Linda? Would you okay, like to begin? I sure will. One day, not long after this, Uh, Word came to Joseph, your father is failing rapidly. So Joseph went to visit his father, and he took with him two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. When Joseph arrived, Jacob said, your son Joseph has come to see you. So Jacob gathered his strength and sat up in his bed. Jacob said to Joseph, God Almighty appeared to me at Luz, which I think you talked about in a few uh, yeah, that's another name for Bethel, and Mm -hmm. which is interesting. We've got a woman in our church named Named Luz, Luz. so it's another name for Bethel, which is cool. Uh, hey, Luz, I hope you're listening. <laughs> uh, the, in the land of Canaan and blessed me. He said to, to me, I will make you fruitful and I will multiply your descendants. I will make you a multitude of nations and I will give you this land of Canaan to your descendants after you as an everlasting possession. Now I'm claiming as my own sons these two boys of yours, Ephraim and Manasseh, who were born here in the land of Egypt before I arrived. Wow, claiming as my own sons. Mm -hmm. So in other words, what he was saying, you know, Joseph didn't need any kind of an inheritance. No. (laughs) And so what actually happened is the inheritance that Joseph would have received uh, was split between Ephraim and Manasseh. And so then they became part of the blessing. And, Mm -hmm. And Ephraim and Manasseh then became two prominent tribes of the land of Israel or the 12 tribes of Israel. And they will be my sons, just as Reuben and Simeon are. But any children born to you in the future will be your own. And they will inherit land within the territories of their brothers, Ephraim and Manasseh. Long ago, as I was returning from Padaram, did I say that right? Padanaram, I think. Padanaram. Padanaram. We should call Junior and ask him. <laughs> oh, he can include that in his email. Uh, Rachel died in the land of Canaan. <clears throat> We were still on the way, some distance from Ephrath, that is Bethlehem. So with great sorrow, I buried her there beside the road uh, to Ephraim. Which is interesting. Uh, Bethlehem is where Rachel was buried mm-hmm. at Ephrath that later became Bethlehem, or by the time that this was written, was known as Bethlehem then. Mm-hmm. Then Jacob looked over at the two boys. Are these your sons, he asked? Yes, Joseph told him. These are the sons of God. These are the sons God has given me here in Egypt. And Jacob said, bring them closer to me so I can bless them. Jacob was half blind because of his age and could hardly see. So Joseph brought the boys close to him, and Jacob kissed and embraced them. Then Jacob said to Joseph, I never thought I would see your face again, but now God has let me see your children too. And it's good to just sit back sometimes and think of the blessings that you have and speak them out loud. I didn't even think I'd see you again, and here I am looking at your children, mm-hmm. which is a wonderful blessing. So verse 12, Joseph moved the boys who were at their father, grandfather's needs, and he bowed with his face to the ground. Then he positioned the boys in front of Jacob. 
With his right hand, he directed Ephraim towards, toward Jacob's left hand, and with his left hand, he put Manasseh at Jacob's right hand. But Jacob crossed his arms as he reached out to lay his hands on the boy's heads. He put his right hand on the head of Ephraim, though he was the younger boy, and his left hand on the head of Manasseh, though he was the firstborn. And in that culture, we've seen this a, a couple of times, it was a really big deal to, for, you know, the birthright and the firstborn and the blessing and inheritance being passed on to the firstborn, that was always a big deal. So why do you think he crossed them? Why? I think that, and I, I can't really give you an answer other than Jacob for somehow knew that this was God's plan. This is what God was going to do. And so it was an intentional thing. Because you see what's going to happen here. Joseph's actually going to, you know, when we get down to verse 17, we'll see Joseph is going to be not happy about it. So verse 15, then he blessed Joseph and said, may the God before whom my grandfather Abraham and my father Isaac walked, the God who has been my shepherd all my life to this very day, the angel who has redeemed me from all harm, may he bless these boys. May they preserve my name and the names of Abraham and Isaac, and may their descendants multiply greatly throughout the earth. But Joseph was upset when he saw that his father placed his right hand on Ephraim's head. I mean, he had purposely positioned him so that they were in the right mm -hmm. place. So Joseph lifted it to move it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head. No, my father, he said, this one is the firstborn. Put your right hand on his head. But his father refused. I know, my son, I know. Manasseh will also become a great people, but his younger brother will become even greater and his descendants will become a multitude of nations. Now, it is something because Jacob understood this. He was the younger of, of Esau, Jacob and Esau, and he received the blessing that Esau typically would have been given in that culture. Joseph should have understood this as well because Joseph always received favor from his father, even mm -hmm. though he was one of the younger ones. Verse 20, so Jacob blessed the boys that day with his, with his blessing. The people of Israel will use your names when they give a blessing. They will say, may God make you as a prosperous as Ephraim and Manasseh. In this way, Jacob put Ephraim ahead of Manasseh. Then Jacob said to Joseph, look, I'm about to die, but God will be with you and take you back to Canaan, the land of your ancestors. And beyond what I have given your brothers, I'm giving you an extra portion of the land that I took from the Amorites with my sword and bow. Mm -hmm. So that was the blessing. Mm -hmm. And here again, we see, though, then this is, that was the whole point we're making is that <laughs> grandpa was right, dad <laughs> was wrong. And uh, now I, I joke about this because yeah. if you see the way we conduct ourselves as a family, we always, we always support our... Yeah, we, we were always 100% behind mm -hmm. what parents are doing. And, um, um, mm -hmm. and I, I, you know, we're blessed, Linda, you know, you and I are blessed with kids where not only did we raise our kids intentionally, but mm -hmm. we tried to pass on not just those values, but also because knowing that they're going to raise kids someday, we also tried mm -hmm. to teach them what we were doing and what we and were attempting why, to do, yeah. why we were doing what, what we were doing, doing, and why we were raising the way we were raising them. And and so it, it, two of our three kids are raising kids right now and doing so, mm -hmm. I think, in so much a better way, at least for me, better than what, what I did. And I'm just proud of the way that they are exactly, their kids. Yeah. It's, it's a real blessing. Intentionally teaching them God's truth. Mm -hmm. Let's go to Proverbs. And you've got okay. the proverb for today. I have a good one and today. Once again, we want to encourage you to read the whole chapter, but we've got a, a great one right here. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, verse 29, the glory of the young is their strength. The gray hair of experience is the splendor of the old. Hmm. And I think that's, we're getting there, that old gray yep. hair. <laughs> got some gray along the sides. and Now, you don't have any gray hair. No, none at all. 
That's because you color all of them. <laughs> and actually, your hair, I, I, love, I love the color of your hair. It is. There's a bit of a it's silver. Getting... You're kind of letting the natural color coming out now because it went from blonde to kind of a, you know, grayish brown yeah. to now it's like coming out silver. silver. It's beautiful. I love it's it. It's lots of different colors, but uh, <laughs> it's truly gray, silver. <laughs> well, listen, it was wonderful having you join us again today. And I trust that uh, you'll be focused on what God wants to do in your life today. And you'll be honoring him in every way. Make this a day where people can see Jesus in you. And we'll see you again tomorrow. God bless. God bless.